You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome back to What We Watched, a podcast where we discuss and deep dive into some of the latest movies, shows, as well as upcoming news in the film industry. Today we're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four. Um, our thoughts and, I guess, theories Woo-hoo. about what's going to happen in the next episode. Mm-hmm. You've watched it twice now. Um, I watched it for the first time yesterday. Uh, what did you think your second time around, and then just overall, what, what did you think about this episode? Honestly, I, I think I liked it the second time better. I had just like a couple things that I picked up on um, that I, I that I liked specifically Sharon's character, I think is gonna have a reveal, which is gonna be personally, I think she's the power broker. I think it's like hardly even a question at this point. She literally runs doesn't run, but she has control over like an army of guards in Madripoor several satellites she has tons of money she has tons of influence they haven't revealed the power broker yet and they've made such a big deal out of the character it feels like it's got to be someone we've already seen i know you're kind of leaning zemo for a little bit i just to me sharon seems like the obvious choice sharon does seem like the obvious choice yeah i I think i like that like i think that would be a good reveal for the next episode even though it seems so apparent right now Mm -hmm. i still think it'd be a good reveal just because it would add a lot of conflict in the final episodes since we have kind of a shifting of allegiances right now. I mean, throughout this episode, you definitely saw Bucky and Sam leaning away from, you know, fighting for the U.S. government. And the first time we see them together in episode two, they're, like, fighting with the Air Force. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, like, take them out there. But right now, they're just, like, they're literally, like they said, free agents earlier. They mm-hmm. straight up are. They're not, you know, following anyone's... Uh, Orders they're not, you know, aligning themselves with Captain America. Right. So they're really just doing their own thing, which personally I like. I think I, I've enjoyed their story more when they're by themselves, by themselves, especially with Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I I think all the characters have definitely come to themselves, come into themselves throughout this show, and I'm enjoying it. What about you? Um, I probably liked episode three the best, but that could also just be because I didn't like episode two, so it was nice to finally get, you know, an episode from the show that was enjoyable, um, and just dramatically improved, but at the same time, I think episode four, I think everyone in that episode gelled better than they did in episode three, because John Walker, whereas I still hate John Walker, I... I don't hate him because I, I think his character's written poorly. Mm-hmm. I hate him just because I think he's supposed to be written as a dick. Yeah. And I at least thought we got good moments with him in this episode. Like, we got good, dark moments that we expected to get from his character in this episode, which I really liked. And seeing them all together, I thought, was a lot less cringy um, than previous times that we had seen them together. I agree. They they tried. They pulled away from so much, like, the, the humorous... Uh, conversations between them and definitely much more serious and Mm -hmm. part of that is just because walker's getting frustrated i think at this point Mm -hmm. with not being taken seriously Mm -hmm. and a huge chunk of that is the fact that he doesn't have the super soldier serum yeah and he he says that to bucky he's like this is so easy for you like 
he is he's pissed about it and he's tired of being treated like he you know doesn't deserve the mantle which in some ways he doesn't no yeah 100% but at the same time the criticism that in my opinion the criticism that Bucky and Sam are putting on him is is pretty extreme. I mean, they definitely are not aiding him in his transition to be Captain America at all. No, but like he also just never helped his own situation. Like he, he never, doesn't. He never. He never started out like they were all equals, mm-hmm. which is what a Captain America should be. Yeah, he was bossy from the get go and talked down to them from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for them to be douchey with him the whole time. He's just a horrible teammate, and then finally when. Battlestar, Battlestar died. That was obviously what pushed him over the edge. I mean, it was pretty obvious that at some point he was going to become like the bad guy, um, some way somehow. And I feel like this is definitely what is going to make him the villain moving forward in the show. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like there's any coming back from this just because him killing that dude. Whereas yeah, he was technically a bad guy, but like killing him like he did. Just, in the crowd of people with yeah. them all recording. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of get Homelander vibes, and it just feels like this is his setup for being a villain the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shot with the blood on the shield, yeah. it's He definitely is giving off villain vibes, but he still is aligned with the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So it's like, episode five, we're definitely going to figure out whether or not they're going to cast him to the side. Man. They don't know if he's taking the super soldier serum either, so like... right. I mean, he could really just go out on his own at this point because we know, I mean, he's a badass soldier, very well trained, Medal of Honor recipient. Yeah. Like, his body was studied by MIT or whatever. Like, all of this that he's such an amazing soldier and fighter anyways. Yeah. The Super Soldier Serum, this dude should be, like, nearly unstoppable uh-huh. in terms of individual one-on-one combat. He should kick anyone's ass. Yeah, we're definitely going to get a cool-ass scene between him and Isaiah, I think. Isaiah, interesting. Yeah. I, I did see that he's supposed to be... Uh, prevalent in the next couple episodes at some point. I'll be good. So, but I like him in a Bucky fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I don't. One thing I was thinking about, and I want to ask you: Do you think that Bucky and Sam are going to join the Flag Smashers or hmm. ally with them? You know, or at least Carly. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense for Carly to like work with them or them to work with Carly. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was in a pretty big chunk of this episode and a lot of it was her and Sam, you know, talking. I, I think going forward in the show it would it would uh, make a lot of sense for them to, to work together. Yeah. I think so too. That's Join definitely forces. the direction it seems like it's it's going. Yeah. With Walker being more the villain. Maybe even Zemo. We haven't seen Zemo do anything that crazy in this episode other than give candy to little kids. And shoot um, creepy. Shoot uh, did shoot Carly. Carly. But, yeah. Which I also thought was kind of weird, because like, I feel like Carly still should have been able to kick his ass. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know, like, like but run I mean, around, he had, he jump had a gun the whole time. He had a gun, but it's like, he shot like eight times, I don't know how many bullets are in that thing, and then... It's true. Overall, she should have super speed and super strength, so she should be able to like... Yeah, I don't know why she was so freaked out either. Yeah, I mean, um, part of that could just be the fact that she's like a kid. Because we've seen yeah. Steve take multiple shots before, and keep going. Yeah, that's true. So... Just seeing a super soldier like her fall down and you know basically collapse after one shot. Getting um getting the Wakandans in the show too is really nice. That was a nice incorporation. Seeing in the beginning, uh, in the past when Bucky was in Wakanda and trying to overcome those words that make him snap into being the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That was really cool scene. And then the Wakandans coming back. 
uh, when Captain America, the new Captain America, and everyone else was in that room. That was really cool. And uh, it was, I, I thought, I thought it was really well done bringing uh, mm-hmm. characters from that area into this show. It makes sense. The way that they transitioned and brought them in makes sense. They've incorporated characters from Marvel pretty well in this show. Uh-huh. And Io was... I think we looked it up and she didn't have a super major role, but she was in an Infinity War. She yeah. was in Civil War. Had a brief moment. So she's a at least a you know former character that is... And I really don't know who else... I really don't know who else I would expect to like show up from Wakanda either. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not like her being in this fell out of place. Like, why would they bring no. this small character here? Because I don't really know many of the other characters in Wakanda aside from T'Challa. So, no, I, yeah, I don't either. Which, I mean, and even if one they, movie and then... And even if there was, like, there's, I know there's a couple of generals that we've seen a few times in the movies, but it's like, why would they bring a top-level general? Uh-huh. Why would they just bring one of their soldiers? Yeah, no, I so. agree. And, and it's a good opportunity to expand the characters of Wakanda too uh-huh. like this IO character it's cool and just getting the different I mean we've seen so many different like sects basically you know we've got the United States we've got the Global Repatriation Council mm-hmm. we've got the Flag Smashers as well as you know Sam and Bucky's little duo cop thing yeah Sam, Bucky, and Zemo yeah I guess now um but the different groups are definitely starting to you know form and show and like very very clear what their intentions are but my one problem still is they talk a lot of shit on this Global Repatriation Council uh-huh. and like how they don't help or do anything, uh-huh. but we haven't ever seen that yet. No. You know, when, when, when we watch this it's episode, just like hearsay. they complain about it all the time. They're like, right. no one's ever here to help. You guys are always lying. No one, you know, you guys never follow your word. Why couldn't we have gotten like right. a five minute collage, episode one, two, sometime that like shows how they failed, have failed mm-hmm. to help the refugees. Because all we ever do is just hear about it, and it just it feels really distant, you know. That's a really good point, and that's that's probably the biggest reason as to why I I still don't quite get the motivations of the villains in the show is because yeah. I don't know what they're what they're pissed off about really. We haven't seen you know their reasons. We've only heard their complaints. I totally agree with that. It, it, yeah, it would have been so simple of a fix because you need a little bit of a visual effect because, yeah, like you said, we've heard complaints. That's pretty much all the Flag Smashers have done. They're always just like, no one's willing to help. Yeah. Well, when when have we seen that? When has yep. that ever been apparent? Because in everything else, in, you know, in-game, we see extensive measures being taken at the beginning of the movie to repair things. You would just assume that something like that is similar to what's happening after. Yeah. Same thing with kind of like in WandaVision, like with how the, like just the way S.W.O.R.D. is set up and everything. Right. It feels like it's reintroducing people back into society really well. Yeah. Every I feel like every Marvel piece we've seen so far, as well as even uh, Spider-Man. Well, and like, you, you know, know, when you see a, when you see an enemy group that is, that are are rebelling or they're bad guys because of the way that they've been treated in the past because of some event that happened in the past it's nice it makes more sense for them to like use an event that's already occurred in the marvel cinematic universe like civil war worked really well because zemo's you know his reasons for doing the things that he did were because of age of ultron what happened in sokovia so if you're not going to show the events that are occurring with the global repatriation What's it called? Global Global Repatriation Council. Yeah, if you're not going to show what the council is doing wrong or what they're lacking, then then you know just just reference an event or something that's already happened. Yes, at least a direct event because 
We don't, don't even hear all, that. that makes we sense. don't even hear that. And that's why it's just it's so much harder for me to get on board with the Flag Smashers because they just sound like whiny babies almost yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. But again, I, I can understand like their complaints because obviously in an event like this where three billion plus people came back, obviously there'd be tons of confusion and it would be really hard to split resources. That. But yeah, exactly. It like, it needs some concrete evidence to actually make it feel good. And I could totally get on board with the Flag Smashers. I could get on board with Carly. I could even start to side with her, and I would be excited to see her join up with maybe Sam and Bucky, which because I do think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm hoping that at some point we'll get a Carly flashback because I want that. I want to see. I hope we do too. I, I think that would strengthen her character a lot. I was just going to say that. Yeah, because I mean at this point Carly she's strong, but I mean I have nothing that's got me rooting for her characters because no. I have I have. I don't know anything about her. But right. I would like to I would like to root for her character. Yes. I, I don't have a complaint with her character necessarily that heavily at this point. I agree. And I think that she could be a really good character involved in future projects. Yeah. Because I know that she's a decently big member of the comics. Yeah. So I I mean they have a lot of backstory, they have a lot of content they could use. Yeah. So I, I would like to see that. Episode five is supposed to be like a really big episode according to the producers. Uh-huh. And it's the longest episode. Longest episodes. I think is it supposed to be over an hour, right? It's at least just a, sixty just a, minutes. Just a yeah. touch over an hour. 60 so or sixty-three. I mean we've already had some pretty long episodes, but there should totally be enough time in that episode to give us some real background on her, the flag smashers, just some more motivation behind their group. I agree. There's enough I mean also there's there's enough finally going on in this show that really has me um curious at this point like how it's gonna end and like what's gonna happen to certain characters because after episode two i didn't really care but after episode four like i'm very curious to see where zemo ends up if Mm -hmm. he winds up being a good guy if he gets out of this and is gonna be a bad guy in a later show or movie he's gotta i I think he just has to escape he's gotta he's gotta at least live through this somehow because zemo's character i think has really grown on me since Civil War. Civil yeah. War, I didn't really miss him. I was like, okay, I was a cool villain. I don't really need to see him again. But having him in this show, like, they really, you know, introduced new, like, characteristics to his uh, his character that I've really enjoyed. So I want to see him in future stuff. I'm just curious to see how he gets out of this mm-hmm. or, you know, what his motivations are. So I want to know what happens there. I want to know what happens with, um, what's her name? Sharon. Sharon. Sharon Carter, yeah. I want to know if, she, if she's, I mean, you're probably right. She's for the she's the power broker. But I want to see what happens to her by the end of this. Isaiah, I want to know what happens. John Walker is probably going to die. I mean, to be honest, I think if he survived this, no there's way. one too many super soldiers. There is, there is no way he survives it. Yeah. And it just, it wouldn't make sense for them to, they brought him in as a new cap. Because I think they wanted to kill him off. Like it just yeah. it feels like it would then be again a passing of the shield or taking the shield back into retirement the way Sam wanted it to at the beginning. You yeah. know, he wanted the shield to be basically just put up as a memorial yeah. to Steve, and this would be the perfect excuse as to why well, it would. That's a good question too. I was going to ask, what do you think happens to the shield? I don't think it's going to get retired. I think someone is going to wield it. I could also see Sam and Bucky both sharing it. Yeah. I if if I had to, I don't know if they would share it. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. If I had to pick one to wield it, Bucky. it would be Sam. Oh, I I'd say Bucky think... just because Sam's got his wings, and I would think that there's does. less use for the shield. Where are you gonna put the shield? But, but with Bucky, he's got the arm. 
And I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be dope if he had the arm and the shield could just be like attached to it. I get that. It's just and, it, to me, it makes more sense for Sam to still get it. Well, but initially, the only reason why I thought it made sense for Sam to get it was because I was like, it would be so weird for Bucky, who has been essentially a terrorist for over a hundred years for Hydra, to um, get this shield. Got some good emergency vehicles going. We'll see how well we can hear that on here. <laughs> um, anyways. But at the time, I thought it made so much sense for Sam to get the shield because it wouldn't make sense for a, who was a bad guy for so long, being Bucky, to obtain that shield. I didn't think it would make sense. But now he's been pardoned. He's also the White Wolf. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a lot more justification for him. There to is, and he's making it. reparations, which actually you reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about, which is the fact that Bucky's making amends for all of the bad that he's done for, yeah, 100 years and being an assassin, killing all those people. Like, he was making amends, making reparations for it at the beginning of the show, and that has been completely thrown to the side. His what? Book, no one no one gives a fuck about it. Like, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, because... I know that, that he's off to the side now, but it's well, like... I, I, they, that was such a strong point at the beginning. They, I mean, I know that they haven't gone home yet, but like... I wish that they would have maybe stretched this over a longer time frame, yeah. and we could have seen him back at home more because him making amends, like and hanging out with that guy, or you know, various things that he did to that senator, like moments like that were really good for no, me. I in, agree. In terms of you know bringing his character into a I good agree. light. But as far as his rules were, like the most important rule is don't kill anyone, and we've seen moments. Where he's kicking ass and like he throws that knife back at someone and mm-hmm. it just throws it to the side of that person. Right, he side. doesn't do what he used to do anymore. He's not a killer. Which again, that that makes me relate him closer to a Steve Rogers. Like he's becoming he's becoming that symbol more. Mm-hmm. He's he's completely which, drifted away from being a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because we you know have talked about like what makes a super soldier like bad or good and, and how it's enhancing or modifying what is already inside of them. Bucky is inherently good. Yeah. And the only reason, only reason why he was ever bad was ever a, you know, villain was because he was basically rebuilt by someone who wanted to use him and you know they they put those like words in his mind to control him. So it does make sense for him to become more like a Steve Rogers type super soldier. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was like best friends with them, grew up together. Yeah. Obviously, he should act in the same way. So I I see that and like how he's making reparations in, in that manner. And I see reasons, though, for, I mean, I see both sides of what could happen to the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I personally, though, I don't want to see it retired. I, I want there to be a character that wields it again. Yeah. Um, it's just it's getting so much bad press right now. Everyone just took videos of it bloodied after killing a apparent civilian. I guess that's true, but like it's I don't a, think the shield is what's getting the bad press. I think it's the person that is the new Captain America that's mm-hmm. getting the the shit talked onto him. Yeah, and his uh, that yeah, you sent me that interview and I was watching that and, and listening to what he has to say about it and everything. and Wyatt Russell. Yeah. John Wyatt. Walker. And, I mean, I, I do feel bad for all of, like, the hate he's gotten because, yeah, a lot of people can't separate the character from the individual. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I was reading some of the comments and, and, I mean, 
I he's done such a good job of portraying him in a way. I that, totally agree. You know that makes you feel angry towards him yeah. in a certain way, which is I relate that to someone like you know Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, where it's like you you hate that character you so much. Him. And you, like, love to hate him. And you love to hate him. And and it makes this show better, almost, that we do hate him. If he was a likable Captain America, we wouldn't have some of the conflict or some of the moments that we've had. That's a good point. Only, re- only thing that I have against that, though, is part of the reason why I, I didn't like him, and not for the reasons of me thinking, oh, he's supposed to be a character that we're supposed to hate, was, like... In the beginning, when we're introduced to his character, we almost have empathy for him because, like, we can see how nervous he is to take up this responsibility. And you got his friends around him saying, "Hey, man, you can do this. Like, go out there and be you. Don't be Cap." And like in that moment, I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a totally different Captain America here." And then, not five, ten minutes later, oh, so he's quick. in the outfit. He's a total dick. And I'm like, I'm thinking maybe he's just so anxious and freaked out that like that's what he feels like he has to be, mm-hmm. which could still be the reason for it, but, like, we don't ever get an explanation as to why, from the beginning, he seems like a sweet dude that's just nervous about, you know, filling Steve Rogers' shoes, uh-huh. to now he's just a complete cock. Yeah, and I, and I think we see that a little bit when he's talking to, um, oh, what's his friend's name, Lamar, uh, when they're at the restaurant together before he takes his super soldier serum. So you see him, where he's kind of, like, talking to him quietly, like, it's not like he is being demeaning to Lamar. It's not like he is talking down to him or making him seem like he's not his equal. Yeah. I think that that, they have a level of respect for each other. Yeah. He knows that Lamar respects him and he you know feels the same way. Yeah. I think that we just only ever see his character interact with people that he doesn't have that kind of connection with and he does try to portray like overconfidence, which does make him yeah. seem super dickish. Like, like even like, 90% when he's not of the talking. time. Even when he's not talking to Sam and Bucky, like, whatever it was, episode two, he came into that prison to uh, get Sam and Bucky out. He was like, get him out. And they were like, no, we need to hold him for X, Y, Z reasons. No, get him out. We're here for a special mission or whatever. And it's like, just using his authority to do whatever he wants. Like, that's not what Cap would do. That's not what I thought he was going to do from the beginning when I first met him. So, I agree with you. I just wish they they had explored him a little bit better yeah or just yeah. from the beginning made him a person that was outright a cocky piece of shit mm-hmm. you know like a cocky veteran or something like that I don't it know. could have been cool to get a little bit more backstory on him too I, that would have been nice we too. really had a pretty brief intro to him as well which was i mean it was fine because honestly like you said he's probably gonna die in this season and and he's probably not gonna be a major character moving forward that. but it would have made this show as a whole better true but if he was never supposed to really be the hero, that's even more evidence as to why they didn't mm. give us like yeah. flashbacks of him being a hero like Steve Rogers. If we yep. got with Steve Rogers. If we got like to see this, like, the events that took place that earned him those three medals of honor, then, I mean, that he would have to be the hero for this show because why would he turn bad? So if we saw those, those events, it would, I don't know, I think it would be hard... To make him the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they intentionally made his hat look dumber? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about the thing that goes over his nose, and I felt like they they changed it, because I don't think it was just halfway down his nose. I thought it covered the nose completely before. But yeah, I agree, because I'm always trying to like 
analyze it and compare it to Steve Rogers. So I'm like, I don't want to look at so that different. dumb on I Steve. I swear it looks so But different. I look at pictures of Steve wearing it, and I'm like, the helmet looks pretty similar. It's just, I guess it's just a different kind of head that it's so on. So one, one major difference is it's a star on his forehead versus oh. an A. Okay, that. Which isn't a huge deal, but it is. I mean, like, the nose part, the nose bridge is different. There. It, like, sticks out a little bit. A little bit. Compared to Well, for the most part, I mean, and the, the chin guard is tan on caps versus True. on John Walker's it's red. It's red and it, and just his his helmet overall doesn't it's not that like weird blue. It's more of like a darker I was gonna say, it's navy a lot blue. more subtle. Subtle blue. But a bigger thing too is Wyatt Russell playing John Walker. I think he has bigger ears that stick out. <laughs> yeah. That stick out more than um Chris Evans does. Because God, it looks goofy. It looks and so it, goofy. He's just got a small head too. That's and it, it really, is. it really makes it hard to take his character seriously, it which is. it sucks because there's so many serious moments that they're talking, or he's like trying to be threatening, and God, it just makes him seem even less than he yeah. really is. So hopefully, he ditches the helmet after he gets you know ditched from. I did find him to from, be more intimidating this episode, though. Oh yeah, especially once he got pissed off. I mean, that's when I, we, were, we were watching the episode, uh, when I was watching it with you, when he, like, jumped out of that window and was, like, running after that guy to kill him. Like, uh-huh. that'd be terrifying. This dude I would kick some fucking ass. Oh, for sure. So, I I really want to see some serious combat. And the Dormalaji kicked his ass before, uh-huh. he got, before he got... That was a good scene. But before he got the sol- Super Soldier Serum, yeah, so I, I wonder if we're going to get a rematch, a rematch of that at some point, whether or not he recaptures Zemo, I'm sure and then will. the Dormalaji try to take him back, because I'd love to see I'd love to see that kind of fight. I want to see him well. fight the Dormalaji, I want to see him fight uh, Bucky, I want to see him fight Isaiah, I want to see I want to see all those Super Soldier fights, and the Wakanda fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope we get some of that episode 5. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped um, to see the, the last two episodes. I am too. The show definitely picked up uh, a lot of its slack after episode two so uh I'm, I'm a lot more curious than i was absolutely and i'm riding team zemo all the way he's the yeah. one character that i swear his intentions you you know what they are he sticks to him he is he's just like a really solid character what is he trying 100%. to achieve though to end super soldiers across oh. the world he doesn't want anyone to be able to have the kind of power to essentially you know just take over Okay. Um, you know, any type of like government or whatever else it is. Okay. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying super soldiers are bad, but Zemo's character and like his convictions and how strongly he feels about them is really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. And he is, in my, in you know, my point of view, the best well fleshed out character so far in this show. I agree. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think Bucky's more, but I think Zemo is pretty well fleshed out. Yeah, no, Bucky is, but I feel like a lot of his was just in previous, um, previous content. You know? Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you mean we, in this show? Yeah, in okay. terms of this show, who they've done the best job with of I building up characters. of you know building up their character in terms of character arc. Yeah, I he's gotta be gotta be number one for me. Yeah, I agree with you. But you know, John Walker is gonna hopefully get his ass kicked in the next couple episodes and. I'm excited to see it. Hopefully, but I'm also excited to see how far they take his character in terms of being, you know, a violent villain. Because I want to see, I want to see him kick some more ass like he did at the end of this last episode. Uh-huh. 
that was cool because you don't really get a lot of that from Marvel. And I don't want them to shy away from violence. I know it's Disney. They really didn't in episode three. They went pretty hard um, True. on a lot of the combat with all like, that Sharon one v one stuff. Dude, action. she was kicking ass. Yeah, and, I mean they did not hold back at all. Yeah, I mean it's not like it's a big deal, but it felt like that final scene was going to be a lot more violent than it was. Yeah, and I mean I guess I shouldn't be disappointed that it wasn't that violent, but it felt like it was a little underwhelming just because of how it did at how times. pissed he was how you know mm-hmm. he ran out there and like beat him down then we didn't even see it and it wasn't even anything that crazy he just beat his chest a couple times at times it felt like yeah the camera was going to you know show his face just completely smashed in but like the only accurate way to represent that would have been so ridiculously over the top violent for Marvel to do. Like I know they just I wouldn't know. be able to do it. And honestly, we got spoiled with the kind of gory shit we got to see from the boys and uh, on Prime Video. Mm-hmm. That it's like you kind of expect that when you see um, Marvel take it to that you know yeah. that length. And I've been watching Last Kingdom, which actually just finished. And Invincible. Also, Last Kingdom is super good, guys. You guys should all watch it. I've been meaning to try but, that. Uh, it is also, it's super gory. And so, yeah, seeing all this, like, different content and how gory it is. But that's the kind of stuff that it makes those moments so much more intense, so much more dramatic. And so in that moment is what I'm just saying is that it felt underwhelming because it felt like it was going to be if one anything, of those moments. they shouldn't have showed the guy's body no, at all. They shouldn't. They should have just they shown the blood on the shield, and then we're supposed to understand. Wh- we're supposed to make up our own, uh, yeah, you know, idea that's true. of what that guy looks like. Then it's just that. in your own mind. It's but in instead, mind. you kind of saw you saw glimpses of it, and you just saw some blood trickling down his arm. Yep. So it did. It did take away some of that. You see the blood on the shield, and you see what the guy looks like. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. He nah. would look totally different. Looks like just makes you feel like it's a ketchup on there. Yeah, he wailed on him with a vibranium shield. His body would be like cut in fucking half. He 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 would have with a super soldier serum. He would have dissected his body with yep. one cut. Yep. He so just would've. don't show it at all. Yeah. But um, talking about violence, uh, I would I'm totally down to start talking about Invincible. Yep. If you are. So I was gonna say the boys and Invincible. We've been spoiled with so much gore. But yeah, let's talk about Invincible. I guess. Um, what I'm kind of thinking is we just we address the first three episodes here, and then Friday we get episode six. We can talk about four, five, and six. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Or we can just talk about everything that we've that we know up until because it's kind of weird. I'd rather just talk about, about accumulation of it. Episode. Yeah. At this point, let's just talk about what we know. Okay. I guess. Um, so yeah star studded cast great cast amazing uh, cast J.K. Simmons is a really good voice uh, I love him in this I love all the characters in this show um, but yeah what we know so far uh, is the kid is in high school and his dad is from a different planet his dad's the big hero Vultramite 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 sounds right yeah and the kid is also part Vultramite and he winds up finally obtaining his powers um, and you learn watching in this show that there's a bunch of different groups of heroes. Um, the main group of heroes gets killed off pretty early in the show by the dad, uh, the Vultramite, and you still don't know up until this point why he did what he did. Um, I really enjoy the show. I think it has really good action, good humor, and... The story itself isn't really complicated, but they just do a lot. Uh, they do a lot of unique things, like killing off a bunch of heroes. You're not really mm-hmm. used to seeing that. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm really curious as to see what the robots 
motivations are, like in terms of letting those two uh, Zachary Quinto, Zachary Quinto's yeah. character, in terms of letting them out of prison. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, it has absolutely blown my expectations out of the water. Like for being, and it's like one, it's an adult uh, style. Um, oh god, cartoon, I yeah. guess. Mo- you know, TV show. So I, it kind of makes it feel less um, dramatic or less um, gory. You know, it's just like everything that happens, it almost just feels unexpected since mm-hmm. it is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But like now that we're in so far, I do, I, I do expect it more. But like episode one, I mean, big spoilers. Like everything that happened at the end of that episode, just like I, my mouth was open the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so in, it was so <laughs> over the top, but I loved it. They do really cool things with this show too, in terms of like every episode after the credits roll, there's like another two or three minutes of the episode, uh-huh. which I really enjoy about it. Um, but yeah, the soundtrack is really good in this show too. Is kind of what I wanted to highlight. There's been a lot of good songs with the soundtrack. A lot of good songs. Um, I really love the main kid, Invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, in the beginning of the show, I, I figured that Invincible's dad, Omni Man, as the Vulture Mite, I figured that he was the villain, kind of like the Homelander from the boys. I was really relating the show to the boys, thinking that it was going to follow a very similar um, path and be a similar plot. But now that we're at episode five already, I I don't think that to be the case, and we've kind of started to understand and see um, glimpses of the government um, doing some shady shit, like they were recovering the bodies of all of the heroes that Omni Man killed in the first episode. We don't know what they're doing with them. Mm-hmm. We saw that they recovered some of the blood from Invincible in the last episode. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're doing with that. Well, it looked like they were, well, I mean, we know what they were doing, but we don't know what their intentions What were. their intentions are. Um, they were looking for a way to, like, try and harm Vultramite uh, blood or cells. Right. Because they're talking about how regenerative they are. And so clearly they're looking for a way to have, um, I mean, basically like a, a gun to the head of either Omni-Man or Invincible, like, right. if needed, because they have no control over them at all. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, since since the main group of heroes were killed off by Omni-Man, they uh, created a new group with Invincible and some other characters, um, which I figured was going to be, like, the main cast throughout the whole show, and then last episode, we see two of those characters get killed off. Almost three, because I was thinking Invincible was dead, too. I thought Invincible was dead. I was trying to, like, rationalize, no, he can't be killed off. But then I'm like, well, with what I've seen already, maybe he's killed off. And then just how graphically he was, like, you know... Beat down. Beat to shit. I was like, he straight up might be dead, and it might be Omni-Man for the rest of the show. I don't know what we're gonna get. No, and that um, dude that kicked their asses was fucking bad fucking bad ass. ass. Yeah, I mean, he literally destroyed, by, like, single-handedly basically killed all of those all of those heroes. And I was so shocked to see, like, I mean, I know that it's a cartoon, so you can get away with doing things that you wouldn't normally do in a live-action show, but, like, Monster Girl was, like, a 20-something-year-old girl, but she looks even younger because the more she uses her powers, the yep. younger she gets. Mm-hmm. She looks like a 14-year-old girl, and she's a monster, and she fucking got murdered last episode. So it's just really crazy to see these things happen. It is. Show, it and it is. really keeps your attention. Um, and, you know, you think about, like, what can 
uh, a company do differently for a cartoon superhero show that doesn't follow the same formula as something like Justice League or whatever. And this totally, you know, changes the game, I feel like. It takes full advantage of every absolute possible opportunity, you know? It does that, and it's also, I think, a really good show for someone that may not be into um, cartoon shows, or, like, cartoon superhero shows. Yeah. Me, I'm a perfect example of that. I don't watch stuff like this, but it really gets me more curious to try, to branch out and try other shows. I agree. One reason, because there's so much good violence, and two, the star-studded cast really makes you appreciate all of the characters more. Because I recognize who the fuck Omni Man is. I know that's J.K. Simmons, so I imagine J.K. Simmons... Talking mm-hmm. and the guy that plays Invincible, Stephen Yeun from Walking Dead, I picture his voice. Um, Eve is Greta from Community. I recognize her voice and I picture her. Even just like cameos, like little moments with Mark Seth Hamill. Rogen or Mark, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Like it's cool and yeah, it does draw you in more because you can yeah not only relate to the figure so much, but it it definitely catches your attention when you have, more when you notice the voice. Yeah, even really, if you don't know necessarily who it is. But, like, subconsciously, you recognize it and pay more attention. Mm -hmm. The cast, the recognizable cast for all the voices really, really helps. Uh, But, yeah, it's been a very entertaining show. And uh, it's really kept my, it's also kept my attention just because I don't exactly know where it's going. Um, But at the same time, there's so much good action and character development occurring. Because I've, I've pretty much liked every character that I've been introduced to in the show so far. I haven't really been bored um, at any any moments like I have at times with with something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how episode six is. I also really love how long these episodes are. They, they really are worth the wait, you know? I don't feel like I should wait two weeks for two episodes. No, it's... And plenty of stuff has happened in every episode. There's plenty no stuff has filler happened. episodes at this point, which I always hate saying the word filler episodes because it's always building story, but, like, True. there's so much... It's almost like each individual episode Each individual episode could be a standalone episode, mm-hmm. like, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like they're so good, and the characters are so convincing. I mean, I've enjoyed every single moment, mm-hmm. and, and every single character. I was trying to think of a character when we were just talking about it like that I don't like or don't enjoy. Yeah. They're all they're all great. I yeah. mean, I, I love the dude that plays uh what's his name? Rafi in the league. Yeah. That is uh plays Rex Rex. In this Rex. Show. Like he his character is a total dick, but it's like it's exactly what like exactly what how you picture Rafi in the league. Exactly what you think. His and voice is so recognizable and he plays such a good dick in this show. I love it. He's so good in it. Um, it's, it's so good, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens uh, with like Invincible and him dating Amber, but also Eve. You know, having her and Rex are now broken up. So I want to mm-hmm. see what happens later in the show if him and Eve wind up dating. But it's a good love triangle. It's a good love because. Triangle. Since Eve, especially since like Eve knows, you know, about Invincible, like she knows right. about his powers. I mean, that was a great moment in this most recent episode when she's like tells, um, oh god, what's her name? You just said it, Amber. Amber, that, uh, that he loves her, he loves her, or whatever. Which yeah. was kind of cheesy, but it's like I'm sure that'd be hard for her because clearly she, it's at, you know, to some level has feelings for mm-hmm. Invincible. So 
I mean, we're definitely gonna see some more, uh, some more love triangle type situations there, and the fact that even Amber are like friends too right. is uh, is makes it even more interesting. I'm still really curious though, like who the big bad villain is, because at this point, if it's not Omni Man, there's not a soul that we've met yet that Omni Man cannot murder. I mean, yeah. that character that we were introduced last episode was one bad motherfucker. But Omni Man could have taken him. I don't know why he didn't either, because it looked like he was always watching from above when Invincible was getting his ass kicked. He's got to know. So I don't know if it was a test um, by his dad, but I still know that Omni Man could fuck up anyone that we've met thus far. So there's some connection with the blood that they're using, as well as those uh, two blue twins that were let out of Keep prison. Appearing, yeah. They are relevant for whatever reason. Um, and you know, like, well, I mean, they haven't necessarily shown this yet, but we know this that dude's a really good cloner. Maybe they could be trying to clone... Make an army? Well, I was just going to say oh, clone, clone uh, Omni-Man Omni and make, you know, use the Vultramite uh, blood or cells. Maybe. Uh, or use his blood for themselves, like, just to make themselves, make themselves stronger. stronger. I also think, uh, uh, what's his name, Cecil, that mm. dude, I, like, I think he is... Uh, he's like the head of the Global Defense Agency, I think is what they're called. Yeah. Um, to me, he definitely has to have powers. I, I We he see him could. teleport all the time, but I think that that's some technology that they have. That I just is. feel like uh, him being in this position that he is and seeming so calm and chill about like dealing with all sorts of villains. Superheroes and villains. villains. Yeah, like I, I see him being someone who has abilities that we just haven't. We haven't seen them yet. He yeah. hasn't, you know, shown them to us. I agree, but I also think when you say that, like, <laughs> I think about the boys and the main guy that we were introduced to in the boys in season two. That's true. Being the top dog. The whole time we're like, he's got Edgar. to have power. Yeah. Edgar. He's got to have powers. Otherwise, why does he feel like he can go toe-to-toe with Homelander and not get his face smashed mm-hmm. in? He doesn't have any powers. He doesn't. But he does do such a good job still with not having powers like his whole deal with Homelander, like he understands his like like linchpins, like his like yeah. his like weak points. He knows True. how to manipulate him. So True. like he uses his mind is basically his superpower, which sounds super lame, mm-hmm. but like he he uses his resources and his ability within you know a government agency yeah. or company to control people. I don't think Cecil has any powers thus far. I think that that's why they're trying to study the uh, Omni Man's blood. Maybe Cecil wants to use that blood and become a hero, a badass himself, and be like the new protector. But I don't think at the moment he has powers to to take on okay. Omni Man. Yeah. Otherwise, why you know go for his blood? But I also really like Damien Darkblood, the detective that was in the show earlier, the, like the demon mm-hmm. that got sent back down to um, to hell uh, back in like episode four. Mm-hmm. And they definitely teased him coming back at the end of that episode. Yeah. So I want to see what happens with him. But yeah, again, just kind of going back to all the characters. I enjoy everyone that's in this show. I think that they've done a really good job so far. Yeah. Um, I and I like that they. I like. I like that he made uh, Omni Man's wife um, Debbie. Mm. Like kind of like like planted like the seed of doubt in her mind because she's been investigating basically on her own um, what actually happened. Yeah, that's probably like, and you pointed that out in the last episode, that's probably the most unrealistic aspect we've got from the show so far is 
why was his bloody clothes oh, God. <laughs> just above like the patio door or whatever? Door, yeah. Like why was it put there at all? Like he can he can travel anywhere he wants within two seconds. You would why not think... just disintegrate the clothes too? Why would not disintegrate the clothes? So maybe it was planted. Ah, that could also be true, but I, I mean, yeah, it makes no sense. He why would he not have a secret hideout somewhere? You know, in the mountains or whatever, because he can literally fly anywhere within like a couple unless, of minutes. Unless he was also controlled up to that point. But that's what I was gonna say. It feels like he was under some sort of mind control, doing when what we've he did. seen. He even speak. Yeah, we've seen was, the robot. I can't think of what his name is. The Zachary Quinto's yeah, uh, character, Rudy Connors. Yeah, I, we've seen him multiple times manipulating people. So it totally could be that he was in some way making Omni Man. I don't know how. But something yeah. like that, like, the whole the whole sequence of him killing all of the heroes didn't make a lot of sense when it happened. No, it And didn't. then since we've seen Omni-Man in future episodes and his actions and stuff, it makes even less sense why he yep. did it. So, unless he literally is just trying to take over the entire planet, and then him and Invincible rule, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to be his plan so far, mm-hmm. I, those actions don't make any sense for him to do that as, like, a standalone nah. action. Yeah, we gotta so. find some more out about that. Yeah, we do. And honestly, that could be what um, that demon uncovers, too. He could uncover yeah. that it wasn't actually Omni-Man behind that whole sequence, you know? Man, and that's another great, like, point. I mean, that demon was walking through that house for a while. I mean, he was investigating that house. He would have definitely been able to stumble upon uh, uh, those clothes that were above the patio door i mean she doesn't have to appear until he wants to he can like essentially be invisible it looked like so i would think he did kind of a deep dive in that house you would have thought (laughs) you would have thought so again that's that begs the question was this just a setup maybe by cecil and and the military guys that can be invisible whenever they want who knows um yeah that just didn't add up and that would feel pretty lazy if if that really was Omni-Man, as Omni-Man, putting his clothes up there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, as far as least favorite characters, I would also say Invincible's mom is probably my least favorite. Just oh, because, Debbie. Just because I don't really think her character has nearly as much relevance as everyone else. Um, I like her, but if I had to, no, if I had to kind of go with the least favorite, I would think that... I would say that she is mine. Yeah. A least favorite... I don't know. That's kind of tough. I mean, I guess I could say Debbie as well, but... Um, just because everyone else in this show, like... They've had good moments. Their character is progressing. And I guess so is Debbie's. I mean, she's becoming more and more unsure mm-hmm. about her husband, Omni-Man, and like what his intentions were, what happened that day. So she's getting more paranoid um, and worried. But like as far as... Invincible and Amber go like their relationship is progressing. We're getting to learn more about Amber. You know, Eve definitely is developing feelings for Invincible, and she was dating Rex. And uh-huh. The robot being uh, Rudy Connors, like we see that he's definitely done some shady shit. I mean, everyone else that we've seen in the show, uh, we've learned a, a significant amount more about them, and we haven't yeah. really with Invincible's mom. On the other side, who would be your favorite character, excluding Omni Man? Oh, damn it, um, excluding because I mean that's. Again, probably two obvious choices. Um, I'd probably say Cecil, actually. Cecil's good. Cecil's I really so like suspicious. all his moments. Yeah. yeah. He's had... Yeah, because he's actually like a complex character. You have no idea what his intentions are with basically anything. Yeah. 
Um, I'd say him or I also like Invincible's friend a lot. I think he's pretty funny. Oh, is his like gay friend from high school? Mm-hmm. He is pretty good. Uh, I I love Rex. Like we were talking about it earlier, his character is, is hilarious. Rex um, is really good. His all the scenes with Eve. Yeah, and and actually, I really like Eve too. And I yeah. liked I liked when we got to see her parents being total like parents, but like. Parents, but also kind of like dickheads about God. getting back together with Rex I because know. she can't do the superhero stuff alone. Um, yeah, I love Rex too. That those are definitely Rex, Rex, Omni Man, Invincible. Uh, who else were we saying? Oh, also Eve. the the Demon. I, I do really like Damon Darkblood. Mm-hmm. Damian Darkblood. He is a very mysterious character. We got some backstory about him, how he became the character that he is now. Um, and what his intentions are, and what's going to happen to him later on in the show. I they sent him back to hell, too. They did, yeah. That was, like, weird, but, like, they literally did, like, an exorcism on they him. They did. Like, that was, that was kind of wild, but... It was wild. I, I thought that was good. But we saw that origin scene from him in, like, Egypt or whatever, when he awakened mm-hmm. that demon. Um, so, I think his character's really good as well. But, yeah, there's a lot of good characters, uh, a lot of good... I guess subplots. Mm-hmm. A show that will definitely surprise you because I, coming you. in, I was not expecting. I mean, we'd even watch the trailer. And, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was not ready. It's okay. Yeah, I was not ready. We even yeah, we watched the trailer and we were about to start it, and then like you put something else on, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was like, oh, I thought we were gonna watch it, but yeah. it like wasn't even enough to to draw us in. I had but. seen a clip from it and I really enjoyed the clip, and then yeah. after watching the trailer, I was pretty much turned off by the show. But first episode was already pretty entertaining. First episode was great. Five episodes in. I'm super interested. Is it eight episodes or is it ten? I think it's eight. But going to the first episode, I think, is really fun to remember that the beginning of the first episode really makes everyone watching it think that, oh, this is another, like, Justice League remake because (laughs) there is a character just like Batman, a character just like Wonder Woman. I mean, there were so many characters, one just like Flash, but then at the end of that episode, they're all killed. Yeah. So it's like, haha, JK, like, we're doing our own show. Yep. It's really funny when you think about it that way. All Mm -hmm. of the characters that seem like characters we've seen before are killed off in the first episode. The most unique superhero content we've gotten in the last couple years, honestly. I agree. I agree. And again, for being a cartoon, they definitely, like I said, they take advantage of every opportunity that they're given with it being a cartoon. I agree. The violence is perfect, very on par for what you want. Not too much to where it's like gross. Yeah. Some moments are pretty extreme, but yeah, yeah it's just enough to be like a satisfying uh, death or scene. So. Yeah, and you get, and you really do, if you're not a big cartoon person, you really do um, get used to the animation pretty quickly. Uh I was pretty used to it after halfway oh, yeah. through the first episode. I didn't Absolutely. really mind it. So, but yeah, I'm really excited to see episode six on Friday and, and talk about that. Uh, but yeah, great show so far. Yep, go check it out. But thanks you guys for listening. Yeah, and then just keep up with us. We'll be talking about, like I said, Invincible and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we got Mortal Kombat coming out towards the end of this month. Yep. Um, So some good stuff happening in April. Yep. Keep an eye out for the Twitter page. Yep. Thank you, guys. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.